0: Cleveland Schmooze is sponsored by the Cleveland Jewish News. Get the latest news and information from the Cleveland Jewish News delivered right to your inbox. Choose from breaking news, daily headlines, community life cycle notices, arts, events, highlights, and more with our free e-newsletters. Sign up now at cjn.org slash e-signup. Welcome to Cleveland Schmooze, a bi-weekly podcast about the people who make up Jewish Cleveland. We are your hosts, Rachel Rude and Robin Rude. This week, we're talking about an all-night study session of Jewish learning called Tikkun Le'el Shavuot with organizers Harriet Rosenberg-Mann and Rabbi Hal Roode-Loria. Tikkun has been held at B'nai Shurin for close to 20 years and brings together residents from across Northeast Ohio. We sat down with Harriet and the rabbi at B'nai Yashurin Congregation in Pepper Pike. So, Harriet Mann and Rabbi Halverd and Loria, thank you so much for coming on to the Cleveland Shmooz. Thank you for
1: uh, asking us to speak about the Tikkun Leil Shavuot. Appreciate it.
2: So happy to be back.
1: Yeah, you're a second timer. It's <laughs> Jesus,
2: our first 2nd oh, timer. Oh.
1: <laughs> so
0: Harriet, um, we haven't had you on the podcast before, but the reason we've gathered you both here is because. You are the chair of the Tikkun event that's happening in June, and where we want to learn a little bit about the history of Tikkun and what it's about. Um, can you just sort of start us off by giving like a really quick explainer of what Tikkun is?
1: Well, um, from what I've learned, um, a Tikkun is an all-night study session based on the practice of uh, the 16th century mystics of Sfat Israel, um, and it was began under the leadership of Isaac. Luria, perhaps,
2: who, perhaps my great, great, oh, great, right, great, 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 great-grandfather. Great, great, uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, yes. which, yes. which makes
1: the partnership with Rabbi Hal even more special. Yeah. Um, and Shavuot, the holiday that it's connected to, mm-hmm. um, does commemorate um, the Israelites receiving the Torah at Mount Sinai. So today, there's a tradition from the 16th century of remaining awake, waiting for Moses to come down with um, the Torah, unlike our weary ancestors at Mount Sinai, who uh, got a little impatient waiting for the Torah to come down.
2: Yeah, so what Harriet's alluding to is it doesn't say it in the Torah, it just describes the events in the Torah, but uh, the Midrashim, the rabbis have different legends that sort of fill in pieces and give... uh, deeper understandings and commentaries on each part of the Torah. That's what Midrash is. And there is a very classic understood Midrash that has that the Torah tells very laid out. Moses comes down and tells the people, you will receive the Torah in, or God will appear before you at the top of Mount Sinai in three days, are given a three-day warning, three days to prepare themselves, are supposed to purify and wash and do certain things. And Lo and behold, the Israelites were praying themselves and they didn't wake up. They slept in. Everybody slept in. That All the entire (laughs) Jewish people, nobody woke up. Whereas, I don't know about you, like the night before something big that's happening, a big Mm -hmm. event in your life, a test, right? You can hardly sleep, right? You're anxious and ready and waiting. And you would think that if you were going to receive... We're actually not sure if it was the Ten Commandments or the Torah exactly, but if you were going to meet God, you would probably... Not sleep in, let's just say you're right, you won't oversleep your alarm, right? Did they build a golden calf? That's later, <laughs> that's later, that's a, and that's another timing story, actually. So, as Harriet said, we are trying to do a tikkun. This is one of the, the word tikkun either means order. Because the night is ordered in a certain way of study, and we're going to talk about the way that the whole e- our evening is ordered, and all the presentations and the classes that last throughout the night. But the word tikkun also in mysticism means repair, right? So we are repairing the, if you want to say, the mistake of our ancestors. But right, mm-hmm. we're we are showing God our full commitment. We are ready. We're going to stay up all night. Right? I also like to think about it like that we want to sort of do an, a cram session. I mm-hmm. did that all all throughout college. <laughs> if I had an exam, I did not sleep that night before. I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> I want to make sure I got everything right. I could do as much preparation as possible. I stayed up all night. Did I really study enough to or did I mm-hmm. dedicate myself enough to studying? Right. So the mystical rabbi stayed up all night. And did that. There's a third reason, which is there are two days a year in the Jewish calendar where a special portal, a doorway opens up in the middle of the night where we can have sort of like a local call, not a long distance call, but a local <laughs> call straight to God. We can we can communicate directly with God. And one night is in the middle of the night at midnight on tikkun Leil shavuot on this first night of shavuot a direct connection to god and the second day is hoshana Rabbah, the last day of sukkot we can reach god directly and our prayers everything that we're hoping for everything that we desire and we can show off our best to god and our prayers will be answered
0: cool so okay. we're basically talking about a literal all-night study session i'm reading here at seven o'clock, you're going to talk about Jewish royalty, a Game of
1: Thrones. (laughs) Right, right. So it does begin on Saturday, June 8th. Um, Mm -hmm. We're going to start at 6 p.m. to gather everybody for the third meal because it will still be Shabbat. It happens to be a Saturday and do uh, Shabbat mindra services. But then the sessions, uh, the teaching starts at seven. And uh, we will go all the way through the next morning with a sunrise service, picking up on um, what I've just learned from Rabbi Hal today about the portal at midnight. I think we want to both emphasize that while we provide the opportunity to come and stay literally for 24, 25 hours, we've designed our event so that um, people literally come and go. Some people come at the very beginning Mm -hmm. and hopefully they'll make it to midnight that sounds like a very important uh, benchmark (laughs) um and they can come leave whenever they want but we have people who arrive throughout the night some people wait till babysitter's there and they come later Mm -hmm. or there are other programs going on in the community um and some stay the whole time so we um, we want to make sure people know that they can um, enter or leave anytime during the uh, the event
0: a topic order it's a
2: great question yeah so i'll tell you traditionally once upon a time the original tikkun they literally took out all the classic rabbinic works starting from torah the rest of the bible mishnah talmud midrash law and they spent all night just studying those classic books Mm -hmm. and in fact they did it like a survey course they would read the first and last chapter of every single book to basically show that wide breath, that right, God, I've checked off, I've read every single book this year, right, and I'm ready to, I'm ready to accept the Torah again. Mm-hmm. Now, over time, this was even before the tikkun, as we have worked together to build. Over time, it's it's come to topical things that are of interest to people or. And this is what I always say when I talk to our presenters. I want to have your best class, right? What is a really engaging, interesting class that you're interested in and that you think people will be interested Mm -hmm. in? So it ranges from classes on Jewish mysticism. There's classes on anti-Semitism. There are classes on Israel. There's classes on the Bible. That's what I'm teaching. Mm -hmm. Um, There are classes on Talmud. There are classes on prayer book Hebrew. There's a book group. Um, we also have some meditation and chanting. We have Torah yoga. We have um, a <laughs> spiritual hike, an outdoor mm. hike, hopefully, weather permitting. Mm. Um, and we try to fit every single modality of learning and every single topic of Judaism. Uh, there's Hasidism, right? There's law, right? Some people are teaching about Maimonides and, and his his law. There's Musr, right, which is very popular now, spiritual ethics, personality, Working on your personality traits and characteristics. Mm-hmm. We have classes on Musar, um, so really runs the gamut. Right.
0: Why so, are you guys going on your hike at eleven thirty mm-hmm. at night? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that
1: sounds dangerous. I, I think Bob goes around, right?
2: He yeah, so Bob Kimmel, the, Bob Kimmelfield, who's woods, who's doing but... it, right? So. Uh, it's in the dark so we actually have reflectors and other things that we mm-hmm. give to people just to be safe yeah. uh, but it's sort of like going through the sinai mm-hmm. it's pandered <laughs> after the the desert wilderness travels that our ancestors mm-hmm. took right on their way to mount sinai and then on <laughs> to israel so it's a combination of just an outdoor walk and also infusing some spirituality thinking of ourselves as ancestors and bob has done those he's done some hikes in israel and across Mm -hmm. across the world and he brings sort of those uh his own sort of personal moments into the into the presentation our
1: our goal rachel and and robin is to um (laughs) is to really make this inclusive for Mm -hmm. um all of uh The Jewish community and other guests um, in in literally in Northeast Ohio to have an opportunity for learning and for tremendous celebration. So um, we want to make sure people do know that everything is taught in English. There is no prior knowledge for any of the topics and um, when they do view the full schedule and we'll let them know how they can do that in a few minutes. they will see that in each uh, session of 45 minutes of teaching, there are multiple presenters, so they can decide that day when they arrive, who they want to teach. And um, reflecting the diversity of topics that Rabbi Hal um, outlined, that is because of the diversity of the presenters. There are rabbis, cantors, Jewish educators, university professors, Um, lawyers, judges, and educated uh, Jewish lay leaders. So um, you can really learn from the best and the brightest in Northeast Ohio in their fields all in one night. When you subscribe to the Cleveland Jewish News, you receive 52 issues of the award-winning CJN and
0: 15 total magazines, including J-Style, Canvas, and Balanced Family. Try the Cleveland Jewish News for free. Start your six-week free trial at cjn.org slash six free.
1: What is the age group that you attract? We have had, in recent years, over 400 people come. We, I mean, they're young adults. We encourage young professionals and uh, the younger people, although it's just not always, you know, the first thing that they want to come to, although it is a Saturday night this year, so it's better. But I'd say 30 to to 90 Rabbi, we also have a team we also have a teen, <laughs> have a teen, teen program, track program. right we have, a teen, we have a teen
2: track at the beginning of the evening mm-hmm. uh, so we also have sixth teens to, and there's even pre-teens right, right six to 12th grade yeah sixth grade and up that come and it's really for all ages um as harriet said you know i think with many programs lots of empty nesters but also lots of young parents we have mm-hmm. uh, teachers and faculty from both gross and the Mandel Jewish Day School that teach uh, that both you know reach out to their own families and, and people want to learn. We have added in a special session. Uh, it's the first session this year with Susan Borison, who's one of the founders of your teen Magazine, right. uh, which is a great resource for teen and preteen parents. And At-
1: Rabbi, Mursack, Rabbi Linda Mersac does a session um, as the director of JHub, which is for our interfaith um, couples and families. Mm-hmm. So those sessions might have special interest to a certain age demographic um, or and we also um, have as amongst our co-sponsors which maybe we can speak a little bit about but two of our co-sponsors are cleveland um, hillel foundation which um, includes oberlin college and uh, their rabbi from oberlin will be one of our presenters as well as um, hillel at kent university so um, we know that even though it's June, when classes are kind of out, if there are any of their students, faculty, staff um, from the, those universities, uh, Hillel's in town, of course, they're welcome as well. I, I think it's probably critical to say, which hopefully will make the, uh, the net wider for the demographic, it is completely free. Nice. And there are no reservations Mm-hmm.
2: Whatsoever. I want to just um, say two more things to your previous question. The topics are engaging, mm-hmm. and they reach out to different um, demographic sets. Um, so interest. Rabbi Del who is the Oberlin Hillel director, is teaching mm-hmm. about Judaism and the Me Too movement. So I think that might interest um, mm-hmm. different people. As I said, obviously, anti-Semitism is a very important topic that we're discussing today. Mm-hmm. And three different presenters are are teaching um, yeah. from their take on anti-Semitism. Jeremy Pappas, who was the, the ADL regional mm-hmm. director, uh, which included Pittsburgh in his purview when he just took on the job right, uh, right before the... Tree of life massacre synagogue right. shooting yeah. right he's going to be teaching about the intersection of anti-semitism and anti-israel mm-hmm. sentiments and yeah. jerry Asik shapiro is also teaching about anti-semitism as well as dr brian amkraut mm-hmm. um, from siegel lifelong learning but i also wanted to say about you're never too old and you're never too young mm-hmm. and part of Harriet Rosenberg man's dedication, <laughs> and as an amazing chair of this, is because of her mother. Her mother, Estelle Rosenberg of blessed memory. I knew her. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. she was an amazing woman. So close. Uh, she was
0: fit. She was fabulous.
2: Yeah, She's I was very blessed rabbi. to know her <laughs> in her life. Um, and she, from the first year that Rabbi Weiss and I came here to Bnei Ashurin, there already was a tikkun, but it was small. And Rabbi Schachter built up a wonderful learning evening. But Rabbi Weiss and I wanted to sort of spread among other congregations and make it wider and fuller and all night long to the morning, ending with our mystical wedding and then our sunrise service.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, And Estelle in her 70s then...
1: Until through her 80s, yeah, through her
2: 80s. But those first years in her 70s, she was one of the stalwarts that came from the from the opening session (laughs) at 7 p.m. and stayed till the service ended 7 a.m. the next morning. She was awesome. (laughs) She was amazing. And right, started in her 70s, and as she aged, she got even stronger and and an amazing (laughs) presence, staying up all night with us thirsting for the teaching all the different classes and staying awake some people come but they don't stay awake some people fall asleep some people take a nap some people take a walk right but Estelle was not only there in physical body but in spirit and she inspired all of us when I was so tired and I had to teach a class at three in the morning how am I going to get through this and I look at Estelle sitting up perfectly awake Right, ready to learn. Rabbi, what are you teaching Thank this you, morning? Ra- right? I, yeah. She was amazing.
1: I, I appreciate that so much, Rabbi. Um helping us remember my mom and I I think some of the other um values that my mother and my, my father had are also reflected, which gives me tremendous joy um in the tikkun in that um, again, that it's inclusive, whether whatever your background is, whatever your age is, whatever your mindset, you know, what, what positions you're coming from. They, both my parents had a tremendous um, thirst for, for learning and um, culture, history, art, and that's also reflected in many of the topics that we have. Absolutely. I'm
0: curious about the actual night to the next morning and just how hard it is from the one or two all-nighters I did in college. Just, like, really... Like, have you? Do you guys have any funny stories from like years past where you found like people sleeping in the hallways? We definitely <laughs> always find people
2: sleeping in crevices and and nooks and crannies, and then they'll yeah. pop out suddenly for a session.
1: <laughs> yes,
2: I have, there have Are been you people known B&D to there's there people have been known to even sleep during some of my sessions, and that's okay. I always say like, if I'm providing some rest. That's okay too.
0: Do you like point them out? Sorry to no. <laughs> no, they're
2: happy. They're learning through osmosis. <laughs>
1: I'd say, I'd say we, um, we we usually give um, a big shout-out and special kudos to the presenters who are willing to teach mm-hmm. after midnight. The mm-hmm. um, way we do this is we ask, we send out letters of invitation. We started the planning process for this year's in November with hundreds of invitations that go out, asking people if they would like to be a presenter, are they available, mm-hmm. When what time during... The course of the evening, or they, mm-hmm. you know, time frame. Um, so, special shout out to those that are willing, and those presenters have been known to. He said, "Don't bang on the table during the podcast, but you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. bang on the table or do something really <laughs> to funny to up. do like a topic that's kind of funny." I remember, yeah. I think it was Ed Horowitz who is um, head of, uh, I think it's uh, communications at Cleveland State University's, uh, and he he brought one year really it was like a, like a little play, and he gave everybody parts, and that <laughs> kept everybody awake. <laughs>
2: So, so my tip is, if you want to stay up all night, uh-huh. what do you have to do on Sunday afterwards? Right. You get to sleep on Sunday.
1: Right, since it's a Saturday yeah, night this year. You to sleep on
2: So, so you don't have to be like me. I have, we finish at 7 a.m., and then we have our Shavuot morning confirmation service oh, nice. at 9 a.m. So I, I, get a, I get maybe a half an
1: hour of sleep. Do you sleep
0: wow. during the night at all, either of you?
1: No, oh, God bless Rabbi Hal. I, I usually go home and we, we've, we did make a deal so that Rabbi could maybe get, you know, 45 minutes to an hour to maybe change his, uh, his shirt or something. Uh, uh, sometimes while we're setting up for the mystical wedding, I, I sort of try to clean up the breakfast bar. So that's sort of just done so that as soon as services are over. Rabbi Hal can, you know, be sure to be home, and then the maintenance staff we have to give a shout out to too, because yeah. they have to turn everything back over to um, being set up for regular festival. Shavuot festival services, mm-hmm. which are nine o'clock the next morning, and include confirmation. So as soon as we leave, they have to turn the entire. Place over and be ready for that. And I, I usually don't come. I come the next day. I want to um, make sure. I if there's an opportunity mm-hmm. to also thank and recognize um, Shaney Cadis. Mm-hmm. Um, we were lucky enough at Nation to add to our staffing a, a program and membership uh, director. And uh, in the last several years that Shaney's had that position, she really works very um, she hand does in hand. All the legwork, all the logistics, mm-hmm. yes. like the logistics, um, both. Leading up to it, as well as you know, we we obviously have about a four-page um, plan for the setup for the, for that mm-hmm. night um, that we. Shaney takes to my through. crazy
2: ideas and, and <laughs> makes them happen. Yes. Yeah.
0: Well, it sounds like a really fun, crazy, interesting evening. I think I've been
1: to them early, like mm-hmm.
0: years the ago. First was... The first few yeah. I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we encourage um, people, you know, just pop in, just get a taste of it if they don't have to plan to stay for, you know, a certain amount of time. But I just want to reiterate that it is uh, Saturday, June 8th through uh, the morning of, uh, of uh, June 9th. Um, and if people want to view the full schedule um, hour by hour of every speaker and where they're from and what they're going to be teaching, um, that is available on the B'nai Yishirin website, dot There'll also be a uh, Facebook page for the event, um, which I think is just simply called Tikkun 2019. Um, they also can, of course, call the Yashurin and ask um, for a hard copy or come by and get one. And finally, um, just watch your uh, Facebook pages and watch the Cleveland Jewish News. There'll be a full page ad which um, we just want people to know that in advance of the evening, you can view the entire schedule line by line of every speaker, um, what their affiliation is, and what they're going to be teaching. So you can uh, not only see if there's something that will interest you, but a lot of people come with a copy of the schedule where they pre-planned what session they're going to try to go to and who they're going to see. And the, the best compliment I can get is when people come up to rabbi or I aggravated I've already gotten
2: that right right, Right. already because some people
1: um some of the staff that helps us like put it together they're very upset because in every session there's at least two or three people that they want that they want to hear exactly so that's a good problem (laughs) yeah but they're not just sort of a participants not just sort of showing up and not knowing what to expect you will know exactly um who's going to be teaching um, Great. So, if, uh,
2: if, I, if I can just add, it. if you haven't come before to the Tikkun Le'el Shavuot, just find one session, come for one hour, mm-hmm. come for one session, pick what's interesting. you. Maybe you've never done Jewish yoga and you want to try that out. <laughs> or maybe you're interested in, you know, just what the rabbis say about the giving of Torah or any of the other mm-hmm. amazing, really interesting classes that are going on. Pick one class, come for one class. And you'll see if you want to stay for more or not stay for more.
1: Mm-hmm. You'll be yeah. hooked. <laughs>
0: well, thank you guys so much for telling yeah, us about you. this event. Thank you.
2: Thanks for giving your time. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Rachel we're and really Robin. excited for you guys. Congratulations on uh, on being awarded and and recognized as one of the top five podcasts. <laughs> the freshest podcast. <laughs> thanks, in <Cleaver>. Rabbi. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome.
1: Thanks, everybody.
0: And see ya hey. at TaKoon. Thanks for listening to Cleveland Schmooze, a podcast produced by Rachel and Robin Rood. Tune in every other Friday to get the latest episode in your podcast feed. You can also find an archive of our episodes at our website, clevelandschmooze.com. And feel free to share any comments or suggestions to our email, clevelandschmooze at gmail.com. That schmooze spelled C-A-S-C-H. <laughs> that schmooze spelled schmooze. <laughs> Perfect.